0: Same great advice for you here on the Sportsline DFS podcast. What's up, everybody? Adam Azer filling in, I guess, for Heath Cummings, but Heath Cummings is filling in for Mike McCourt, right?
1: Yeah, this is like one of those situations where small forward has to switch over <laughs> to shooting guard, and so they've got a new small forward starting.
0: Yeah, we're both wings, just, you know, something like that. But uh, Oh,
1: well, yeah, almost identical measurements.
0: It, exactly. You've got to have, what, five inches on me? At least. Yeah. I'm already down twenty bucks today, Heath, because I entered, you know, one pool, one tournament pool. I'm not going to win it. I know I don't win, so I need to make some money DFS.
1: All right. No, that makes perfect sense. Other than the fact of you counting as a lost money that you've gambled before anything else has happened, so I think that you are not down twenty dollars. You are completely even, and you should not be in a chasing (laughs) mode where you're trying to chase money. That's usually a bad thing.
0: Usually, but we are
1: going to make you some money on this fine Thursday sleep.
0: Okay, well what we're what we're going to do is go through the nine games of course, tell you uh the injuries that you need to know about and um yeah, and talk about also we have advice from Mike McClure. He's given us players that he likes. But what do you want to start with here? First of all, we got to have we don't have to have, but LeBron James is Mike's top overall performer, right? So, do you have to have LeBron in your in your lineup? Mike projects LeBron to lead uh all scorers tonight.
1: You know, I thought it was really funny cuz Mike sent us that saying lebron is the top overall play but lebron was not mike's must play so i don't know if he wants to try to play both of those guys he's not here to answer that question my thought is no you do not have to have lebron to win tonight
0: okay uh but it wouldn't be a, a horrible thing because he should have a very big night so who do you want to have who are we playing tonight
1: You know, I think the really interesting one, because this Cavs defense has been so bad, is on the other side of the ball. LeBron's 12,500 going up against Portland on FanDuel, and he's been worth that over the last couple of weeks. He's really trying to carry this team right now. But Damian Lillard at 9,700 going up against a bad Cavs defense, and he has been right in that 40 to 50 point range for most of the last two weeks. I think I would rather play Lillard at point guard than I would LeBron at small forward tonight.
0: Okay. Damian Lillard is in my lineup. Are you fading anyone? And, like, I had tickets. You should know. I had tickets to the Knicks-Sixers game tonight. But I could not find one person to go with me. So I no longer have tickets to the Knicks-Sixers game tonight. But But we always fade Joel Embiid, right? That's Mike's thing.
1: Well, Mike always fades Joel Embiid. I, I certainly, I'm more of a fade Andre Drummond kind of guy. <laughs> I'm kind of wondering if we should fade one entire game, if not two. We've got a couple of absolute stinkers on this slate and one of them involves a team that we have struggled with basically all year long. At least the second half of the year, the Memphis Grizzlies, we don't seem to ever know who's playing for them. And Tyreek Evans now upgraded to questionable, so that's not going to help anything. They're going up against the Chicago Bulls, maybe the only team in the NBA worse than them, both at basketball and at telling us who's going to play.
0: <laughs> okay, Uh that's good to know. We will eliminate a lot of players in that case. Uh So let's get into the news items. What are the big news items that we need to
1: know? Thankfully, Mike just sent us a a really beautiful, like, people make fun of people, I think. Mike doesn't realize this, apparently. When you take pictures of your computer screen with your phone, you could just take a screenshot on your computer. But that's what Mike did. So these <laughs> names are in just spectacular fashion. But uh, the Modest Sabonis is out for the Pacers. Norman Powell is doubtful for Toronto. Trevor Booker, questionable for the Pacers. O.G. Aniwobi, though, is supposed to be coming back. And I always say his last name wrong, so we just call him O.G. And the, the, the a little bit later in the night, we've got Tim Hardaway Jr. has a sprained ankle. He's questionable. So is Lance Tom- Thomas. So is Jeremy Lamb. The Hawks will be without Malcolm Delaney. The Hawks will be without DeAndre Bembry. The Hawks will be without Antonius Cleveland. Cody Zeller, doubtful for Charlotte. Laurie Markkinen is out. For the Bulls, Paul Zips are questionable. Andrew Harrison out for Memphis, but like I said, Tyreek may be coming back. They don't expect to have Mario Chalmers, who's doubtful. Clint Capella looks like he's probable for the Houston. The only real question mark there is Ryan Anderson, who's going to be out. And that's about it.
0: Do you have like a, oh, this is the absolute must-play guy if someone's out tonight scenario?
1: I don't think the guys that are questionable put me in that type of position. I mean, there's some guys that are just out that that create a little bit of interesting value. The, the Tyreek Evans thing really kind of screws up that whole Memphis game. Um, so, no, I would say I, I don't necessarily feel that way.
0: Okay. Should we go through the games? Let's go through the games. All right, then. Let's do it. Uh, the, the Clippers are at the Rockets, and this is a big spread here, 11.5-point favorites. But a big total, too, 224.5 is the over-under. What are your thoughts on Clippers and Rockets?
1: Interesting. I don't know if Chris Paul has been in Houston long enough to figure the back way to the visiting locker room, but this, these two teams did have a little bit of a conf- conflict earlier in the year where Paul was trying to lead his teammates uh, in Los Angeles to the locker room. I expect <laughs> this will be a wildly entertaining game. It's kind of a prove-it game, I think, for Austin Rivers, who at $6,000 has been a good value and playing a lot of minutes. I'm going to stay away from Chris Paul in this game. The Clippers are one of the worst teams in the NBA in terms of guarding shooting guards. They have really struggled in that department. The Rockets just so happen to have the best shooting guard in the NBA and James Harden. He's only 11-3 on FanDuel. I think he's interesting. It'll be hard to squeeze him in with Lillard, Especially on DraftKings.
0: I guess before we even go any further into games, what are we doing about you know studs? How many can you get? Does Lillard count? Ninety seven hundred. He's the fifth most expensive player. Like how many high end guys can you get on your lineup tonight?
1: On FanDuel, you shouldn't have too much trouble squeezing in two of them unless one of them's LeBron or Anthony Davis. They're both twelve thousand five hundred dollars. Harden at eleven three and then everybody else is below ten. So yeah, playing two of two nine thousand dollar guys, not a problem at all. Playing Lillard with Harden, you could probably make it work. But getting LeBron or Anthony Davis in with one of those other guys is going to be just about impossible, and especially on DraftKings.
0: Okay. On DraftKings, Anthony Davis is eleven thousand five hundred. Harden and James are close behind. James eleven four hundred. Harden eleven thousand two hundred. So you see uh Not Like, Harden is basically the same price on FanDuel and DraftKings, but he's much cheaper than LeBron and Anthony Davis on FanDuel, whereas he's pretty close on DraftKings.
1: Yeah, I'm much more likely to play Harden over on FanDuel tonight than I am on DraftKings.
0: Okay, did you have anything else to say about this Clippers-Rockets game?
1: I don't think that I do. I think we can move on.
0: Really? All right, then. How about Cleveland and Portland here? Portland, a five-point favorite, totals 222, and one thing I know from listening to this podcast is that Cleveland— is bad on defense.
1: Yeah, they have, it's uh, something that they've not really improved all that much. I mean, it's a little better after Isaiah Tam- Thomas is gone. One interesting name, and I'll, I'll be curious what his ownership is. Yusuf Nurkic just destroyed the Miami Heat in their last game. 57.5 points on DraftKings, and his price is really still pretty reasonable. He's 6,400 on DraftKings now, so it's a little bit of a bump up. Again, I'm going to play Damian Lillard. It's really whether I play anyone else from Portland. I would not play any of the other Cavs. Uh, Larry Nance did leave their last game with a hamstring issue. He says that he's perfectly fine. He's kind of been a guy we've been leaning on, but now that we expect him to play and we're not completely sure about his health, I'm not going to play Nance.
0: So far through two games, Austin Rivers and Yusuf Nurkic, you've spotlighted his good values. You don't want Chris Paul. You don't want any Cavs not named LeBron. Where, Which games do you think you're going to be kind of cherry-picking from? I mean, I don't— Or is that not the case tonight? Nine-game slate.
1: You don't have to. On a nine-game slate, it's not so much that you necessarily are picking a game. I do think it's not a bad tournament strategy because people are less likely to do it. But there are also some pretty gross games tonight. So I think you're probably going to spread things around maybe just a little bit more than normal.
0: Okay, let's talk about Charlotte at Atlanta. Charlotte, a five-point favorite. Total is 219.5, same total as the New Orleans-San Antonio game. Uh, But Charlotte at Atlanta, what do you think here?
1: The Hawks fit a little bit into that same mold as the Chicago Bulls and the Memphis Grizzlies where they've been really hard to predict. But one guy that is really shining as of late, Torrey and Prince, 56 FanDuel points against the Bulls on the 11th. On March 13th, he put up 46.1 against Oklahoma City. And that's probably going to provide a little bit of a shock for some people when they look at this from a positional pricing standpoint. Torrey and Prince is the second most expensive small forward on this slate. I would expect that's going to drive LeBron's ownership up a little bit and probably Prince's down I like him a little bit in this spot. It's still kind of a revenge game for Dwight Howard, although he's taken his revenge out multiple times on the Hawks already this year. But Howard at 8,500, not a bad price at all.
0: Torian Prince, uh, so is he, is he also that expensive on DraftKings?
1: On DraftKings, his price is 6,800, so he's a little bit cheaper, but it's, it's not really that much of a noticeable difference either. He's just been on fire lately.
0: Okay. I it's it's interesting. It's probably because of the position eligibility, multi-position eligibility on, on DraftKings, but in terms of small forwards, second most expensive small forward on FanDuel, Torian Prince, and he's like 8th on DraftKings. But, you know, there he, there's so much out position eligibility on DraftKings that it's not exactly apples to apples.
1: No, it's not even it's not even close to apples to apples because a lot of those guys are power forwards or shooting guards only. Over like Devin Booker, DeMar DeRozan, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, those are not guys you can play at small forward on Fanduel.
0: Anything else here, Charlotte at Atlanta?
1: I mean, I think that probably highlights the point that fa- small forward is going to be just a little bit thin over on Fanduel tonight. But nobody else in this game, I'm really interested in. No.
0: Does it make you more inclined to take LeBron James and on Fanduel if small forward's thin?
1: I, in a cash game, probably in tournaments, no.
0: Alright. Do you think we can do a LeBron Lillard lineup or no?
1: I'm gonna try just for you to do a LeBron no, Lillard lineup yeah. on FanDuel.
0: <laughs> don't no pressure, Heath. I'm just curious. Uh all right, back to the games. New Orleans at San Antonio, your thoughts?
1: Anthony Davis, 12500 going up against a bad matchup in the San Antonio Spurs. They have not been a good basketball team over the last month and a half, really. And they've been difficult to pin down in terms of DFS value, but they've still been very good at preventing fantasy points. And and you're talking about Pop. He is going to do the best that he can to shut down Anthony Davis. I am not really all that interested in playing Anthony Davis tonight. And that's a difficult thing to say for somebody to score at least 70 fantasy points in three of his last four games.
0: So it seems like if you're trying to decide between Anthony Davis and LeBron James, LeBron is the pick.
1: LeBron is the pick over Anthony Davis if you feel like you have to play one of those two guys.
0: If you were doing a draft on the draft app, would you take Davis or Lillard?
1: I would still take Davis first. Okay, who do you but like? I would, in- but I, I would take I would take Harden over him. So I, I guess that also okay. creates a little bit of a. I I think Harden is likely my second pick. On a okay. draft, but um, man, it's just, it's such, it's it's kind of a weird night. We do expect LaMarcus Aldridge for the Spurs in this game, which is probably hurts Davis just a little bit more. It definitely takes Davis Bertans out of the picture. DeJounte Murray is a guy for the Spurs that I like in this game. The Pelicans kind of like the Cavs, not, not a very good defensive team. They've really struggled with point guards this year. And Murray's not coming off one of his best games. And so that, that, uh, maybe will help drive down ownership. He's only topped 30 FanDuel points once in his last six. I like Murray quite a bit on both DraftKings and FanDuel.
0: And he is 6,600 DeJounte Murray on FanDuel, 5,900 on DraftKings. I'm going to go ahead and put him in my DraftKings lineup. And I'm going to put Lillard in there as well. Okay. Well, we'll see about, uh, Murray on, on FanDuel. Could definitely see that happening. Uh, ready for our next game, Ethan? Let's move on. Philadelphia at the Knicks. No Adam Azer tonight. Uh, 217 and a half total.
1: So you cannot find one person in all of New York City that I... wants to go to a Knicks game with you when when Joel Embiid's coming to town.
0: Unbelievable. My cousins, I texted, like, I have a group text with, like, eight cousins and cousin-in-laws. They're already going, so that eliminated two, guys, two of them. Um, my wife, too busy. My two best friends, swamped uh my brother-in-laws or brothers-in-law whatever no a couple friends in the no nobody i was like really pissed off because I, I had good seats and everything what a
1: shame but you could still go i'm not going by myself s- sit by yourself
0: no nah, i can no no that's all right not like if it were a big game i absolutely would but considering i i want the knicks to lose now nah, i can do that from the comfort of my home but we got the tournament on the, the
1: interesting thing to watch in this game will be, if Tim Hardaway is out, which of the Knicks' guards really steps up in the extra minutes? And I think that there will be there will be a few people that want to take a shot on someone like an Emmanuel Moutier at 4,600 over on FanDuel.
0: Oh, We've dude, s- no. Trey Burke is so much better, isn't he?
1: It, Trey Burke is much better at making jump shots.
0: <laughs> yeah. But
1: I, I hate... And, and Trey Burke's only seen 14 minutes over each of his last three games. Moutier's been playing more. So yeah. I would lean more towards Moutier than I would Burke. Burke has plenty of appeal in terms of like a – um a, if you're looking for a high upside but don't really care about floor, he may be a better option because if he gets hot and starts making jumpers, he can absolutely outscore Moutier. But I, I think Moutier's chances are better in this game.
0: Okay. Uh, who do you like for Philadelphia? I mean, they should – they should blow out them. They probably win easily.
1: Right? Yeah, I, I, I will. I will have a little bit of Robert Covington at. Uh, he's eligible with for small forward and for power forward over on DraftKings. I'm not saying stay away from Joel Embiid. I don't. I don't think that's necessarily the right answer at all. He's just not somebody I'm going to force into my lineups. Um, that's probably it. I don't think this is an awful game. If you wanted to do a game stack, okay. But if Hardaway's out, that's it makes it both easier and harder because it makes it more likely that this just turns into a runaway blowout.
0: So if Hardaway's out, is that the harder way to approach this game?
1: That Well, it, yes, that was excellent. <laughs> yes.
0: All right. Detroit's at Denver. What do you think about this game? Denver minus eight, total's 216.
1: Yeah, I mean, Detroit is generally not thought of as an outstanding matchup. They are playing both Drummond and Blake Griffin a lot, The one place where Denver has been exposed is against point guards, and Detroit doesn't really have a point guard that I want to play. So that makes this game a little bit of a problem. I don't want to play Jokic or Drummond going up against each other. I do think this is one of those games where Jokic could get Drummond in some foul trouble. But also, when you have Blake Griffin, Jokic, and Drummond all on the floor, it's really difficult for one of those guys to compile a bunch of rebounds. And so that kind of lowers their floor a little bit.
0: How much action do you anticipate having in this game, Detroit Denver?
1: Well, I'm definitely going to have a chunk of Will Barton, who once again let us down against the Lakers in his last game with only 15 Fanduel points, but his price, six thousand on Fanduel, fifty nine hundred on DraftKings, in a really a, not a bad matchup at all against the Detroit Pistons for that particular position. I'm going to he fits in well even with the Lillard Lebron combo as long as you find a little bit of value somewhere else.
0: If you were in theory to put Lillard, Murray, Barton, and Harden in your lineup, do you like that? By the way, Lillard, Lillard,
1: Murray, Barton, and Harden. Yeah. Okay.
0: You'd have fifty-two eighty per player on Fanduel for five players. Not great, right?
1: That's not bad, but I think it. I mean, it's obvious. It's it's better. Like I've I had actually started with Lillard, Moody, Barton, and LeBron. Okay. And that leaves us fifty four forty. I don't know that that's necessarily going to be a, a total problem tonight.
0: Okay. All right. Well, let's keep on going. Anything else on this game, or are we ready for the next?
1: Let, let's move on for now.
0: Toronto at Indianapolis. Or, pff, Toronto at Indiana. You can tell I'm getting ready for a football podcast. Uh, Raptors are four point favorites, and the total is two thirteen and a half. And your thoughts here? You want anyone in this game?
1: I'm definitely going to stay away from Victor Oladipo at 8,800 and what is not a very good matchup at all against DeMar Rosen, much more likely to play DeRozan. With OG coming back, it's going to make it a little bit difficult to find value plays that you like on the Raptors. I think if you haven't found a center yet, Miles Turner, not a bad option at 6,800. He's been playing much better basketball as of late, and I I think he's a very talented young center. So this is not a terrible matchup for him. Okay. And he might he might slot in okay with the lineups we've been building, but he might be a little more expensive as well. So Turner would be my favorite play from this game.
0: Miles Turner, alrighty. And anything else? Toronto, Indianapolis, <laughs> Toronto, Indiana. jeez.
1: I I am not going to touch Indianapolis tonight. They. No yeah, chance. yeah. I'm such no an NBA chance.
0: expert. Let me tell you. Um. Okay. So nothing there for 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 actual Indiana. Um. Right. Chicago and Memphis.
1: you want anyone here? This is the game we said we were just kind of ruling out. I think you could be contrarian, and this is a bad enough game between two bad teams, and if you hit on it right, this could be a tournament-winning type stack. But the problem that you need to recognize is the Bulls will start players playing for the entire first quarter and then not play them again. Right. Predicting minutes in this game, especially with Tyreek Evans coming back, exceptionally difficult.
0: How about the Arizona Cardinals at Utah? Oh, wait, sorry, Phoenix. Phoenix Suns? LOL, football joke. Phoenix at Utah, one. thank you. Same total as Chicago and Memphis, but are you more excited about the DFS prospects here?
1: Yeah, this one is interesting because it's a big-time um, pace-up game for the Jazz. The Jazz, one of the more slow-paced teams that really, really excels on the defensive end. Phoenix Suns are the opposite of all of that. So it, it's interesting because we generally expect when Utah plays that they are going to control the pace and that's going to be a negative for the other team. I think that's probably the case here, but the positive I will say of it as it gives you a little bit more interest in maybe some of the cheaper jazz players, just because this is definitely a game where in the fourth quarter, they don't necessarily need to have their stars out on the floor. So I think that's something to watch for is maybe a little bit of value Derek Favors will be playing with the starters, but he's just 5,500, and there's no one on Phoenix that's going to offer any type of resistance down low. Same type of situation for Jay Crowder at 5,400. Been pretty consistently playing 28-plus minutes for the Jazz, and even in his last game when he only played 24, he had 28 FanDuel points. Jay Crowder probably needs to be priced just a little bit higher. The Suns are a team that we often use to find value plays. Guys like Dragon Bender, guys like Marquise Chris. And that's partially because they've had so many wings out this year. This is not the type of game where I want to target the Suns because, like we said, they're going up against the Jazz who are going to slow them down.
0: Oh, but I love when you guys talk about Dragon Bender.
1: Dragon Bender is a lot of fun to talk about. Over the last couple of weeks, he hasn't necessarily always been a lot of fun to have in your lineup.
0: We actually were going to introduce a new segment. I think it's probably best to wait for Mike. But uh we had Mike pull data on who has been the best over the last over their last 5 games and uh kind of interesting, Joel Embiid is not even close to as good as the Elites over his last 5. I don't know if there's a reason for that off the top of your head. Um Dwight Howard's been great, you know, for for his price he's been a great value. Same with Drew Holiday. Uh DeAndre Jordan's been Great value for his price. A pretty yeah.
1: I, I mean, with Embiid, I, I I do think that kind of makes sense. Just because he's never played this much basketball. Mm-hmm. Like last year, he didn't stay healthy for the whole year, but he wasn't playing any back to backs. He's really expanded his minutes in this year, so I would not be surprised if he's hitting a little bit of a wall. And on that note, we know a center that had a very good performance against Embiid earlier this year. That has been playing pretty good lately, if you don't count oh, his last game. Yeah. And that's in his Cantor at 5,800. Cantor mm-hmm. had been over 34 straight games and had been kind of living in that range since the team lost Chris Depps. I think Cantor is a, a pretty solid play at center.
0: I'm just looking at the spreadsheet and, uh, you know, bear in mind, the reason I don't host this podcast is because I just, you know, I don't know the NBA very well. But um, Bojan Bogdanovich is is less than 5,000. thousand. He's got He's averaging 27 points per game in his last five um uh, there was one other guy. Oh, Jarrell Martin, twenty six point three fantasy points per game on FanDuel in his last five. Uh Darren Collison's been good in his last five. Reggie Bullock, I don't know if any of those guys get you fired up.
1: Corey Joseph. Bogdanovich is interesting, but you look at his most recent game and you see kind of what the problem is. He's a he's a shot maker. And He had 12.2 fantasy points in his last game because he only made one of those shots. So again, he's kind of a, kind of a rich man's version of a Trey Burke. Whereas if he's, yeah, he's not a bad tournament play because if he makes shots, he's going to get you a lot of points and he will get the shots off. But he doesn't necessarily do enough outside of that to where I I would consider using him on a regular basis on in a cash game. One guy I did see that Mike liked and Mike has brought him up before and and he's been both right and wrong on this guy, but it's a revenge game for CJ Miles. Miles isn't going to play more than 18 to 20 minutes. He, I probably like him more though, as that tournament type play, and okay. he's just 3700 on DraftKings and probably right around the minimum. Yeah, 3500 on FanDuel. We may plug him in to try to get the Lillard-Harden or Lillard-LeBron combo going.
0: CJ Miles, you said?
1: CJ C. Miles, yeah. yes.
0: All right. So before we get the lineups, as we've summed up all the games. Who are some of the guys that really popped to you that you're feeling tonight? Lillard was your must-play.
1: Lillard's my must-play, and I just went back and looked at the notes that Mike sent, and Lillard was actually his must-play as well. And he had LeBron as the top overall play, and Lillard as the must-play. I think if you're going to go with two studs, you choose from the three that we've talked about. It's Lillard, it's Harden, it's LeBron. Harden, a better play over on FanDuel where he gets a little separation from LeBron and Anthony Davis than he is on DraftKings. Will Barton at shooting guard, Emmanuel Moutier and Dante Murray at point guard. And then Ennis Cantor, really only on FanDuel. On DraftKings, he's 6,700. That's probably a little bit too high for me tonight. But it's not too high if he repeats what he did in New York to Joel Embiid earlier this
0: year. <laughs> right. It was like a 2020 game or something? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So you ready for lineups?
1: Let's let's work on some lineups. We'll see if the uh, combination that you start to put together is anywhere close to the one I've started to put together. No, I,
0: I went to your— uh. Your group here. So I have the, you know, some of the guys you mentioned as values, Austin Rivers, Yusuf Nurkic, Torian Prince, DeJounte Murray, who's in my FanDuel line. Uh, no, he's not actually. Uh, Emmanuel Moutier, he's in my lineup. Robert Covington, Will Barton, and then of course we can go with CJ Miles, who's 3,500 at small forward. I'll just throw him him in there. Um, so what do you have so far for FanDuel?
1: I've got Lillard and Moutier as my point guards. I had Will Barton plugged in at shooting guard, LeBron and CJ Miles at small forward. And Enes Kanter at center. That leaves us with fifty nine, sixty seven remaining per player. That's not bad at all. Uh, and it gives us a little bit of a flexibility to where if we wanted to play one more expensive guy, we could. Um, who else did you have a shooting guard that I didn't mention? I just had Will Barton. Did you know, here's here's an angle. We like angles, right? Sure. Uh, we talked already about Chris Paul and the the revenge game factor with the Clippers and just kind of the fun of that moment is really all that it is. But he's not the only player in that game. Obviously there, there are quite a few of them. those, those teams have done uh, some swapping over the years. Lou Williams.
0: That is for whatever reason. That's where my eyes went.
1: Yes. And he has the benefit of going up against James Harden, who puts a lot more effort in on the offensive side than he does on the defensive Williams at 7,300. I, I, we can make that work for sure. And it gives this lineup just a little bit more upside than it had.
0: So what do you got now for FanDuel?
1: Lillard, Moutier, Barton, Lou Williams, LeBron, and C.J. Miles, Ennis Cantor at center. All we need are power forwards. And I guess that I didn't notice it as we were going through the games, but that must have been a position that we were kind of overlooking just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Looking at the power forwards, that I think we would consider in that $5,000 range. Uh it's possible that Mason Plumlee has a, has a decent night against Detroit. He's going to have to at least play more. One thing we know when teams play against the Pistons is with both Griffin and Drummond on the floor, those bigs that maybe don't generally get as many minutes get a few more. I think Miritich against the Spurs is not a bad tournament option, uh especially since we're kind of fading that game. And then somebody like a Marvin Williams or a John Collins, let's plug in Miritich and see how much money we have left.
0: We'll have exactly fifty three hundred left
1: because he is fifty. Yeah, so you're have, telling me if we have fifty three hundred left per player for two players, and one of them is fifty three hundred, that we then have fifty three hundred for the other player.
0: Yeah, I'm not really a, I'm not a math guy, Heath, but that sounds mostly right. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> the the top price player and a guy that's actually played pretty well lately, Serge Ibaka, is fifty two hundred. the The Pacers have struggled with big men at times this year. I think we'll go with that. Let's go with Lillard Moutier, Barton, Lou Williams, LeBron James, C.J. Miles, Miritich, Abaka, and Ennis Cantor.
0: So, I mean, the fact that I get to have two Knicks in this lineup and I don't even get to go to the game is is good and bad. It's a bit of a tease, but I'm excited. I'm excited to watch that now. Um, all right, over on DraftKings, what are we doing?
1: Okay, so I'm going to start off with DeJounte Murray as my point guard on DraftKings where he is cheaper, Will Barton as shooting guard, I've got Torrey and Prince, he's a little bit cheaper over on DraftKings locked in at small forward, and Damian Lillard are must play at the guard position. It's not really possible to get Harden or LeBron in with Lillard on DraftKings. You're gonna to have to build a little bit more balanced approach. So we've got fifty four fifty remaining per player. We need to fill a power forward, a center, forward, in utility. and utility. Ennis Cantor is not, like I said, somebody I'm considering. Because he's two hundred dollars more than Miles Turner, and I like Miles Turner more than I like Cantor tonight, so I'm gonna go ahead and plug Miles Turner in at the center and drops us down to fifty one hundred. and we've got to start looking for reasonably priced power forwards again. Mike would be very upset if I did not mention at this time that Michael Beasley is fifty four hundred in this game. He's played thirty minutes in each of his last two games. He hasn't been that great. But the Sixers are not a very good defensive team. I think Beasley is definitely the type of guy that could get loose against them in this spot.
0: Now you call him streaky, right?
1: Oh, he's he's absolutely streaky. Now now, now he's looking coming off down, a good
0: game. He finally had a good game, so maybe maybe that helps.
1: Let let's plug Beasley in there and then also I want to get I mentioned Jay Crowder over on FanDuel and I, I hadn't uh we were looking at the FanDuel pricing. Crowder's just forty seven hundred on DraftKings. That's an even better deal, and I do think he's got quite a bit of upside at that price. Let's plug him in at the forward position, and that'll leave us 5200 for a utility.
0: Okay, and you know Ibaka's there; he's 5200. You just mentioned him.
1: Yeah, we've got Ibaka. Um, another guy that I like in that price we already talked about is Derek Favors. Uh, Jordan Clarkson fits in right there as well. He's coming off of a good game, but he's been very up and down. I there's Bogdanovich. I know you like him a lot. Emmanuel Moutier 4,900. I think there's more upside, actually, with Moutier than anyone else.
0: Really? So my concern is that, like, he doesn't play the fourth quarter because Trey Burke will play the fourth quarter because so they'll be down by 20.
1: That's a possibility, but he's played at least 26 minutes in each yeah. of us. what, five last last four games? Yeah, he'll
0: play the first and third. And, the...
1: Tra- and Trey Burke has played just 14 minutes. So yeah. I—
0: I mean, if I right, hey, to admit it, I'm definitely here. playing Moutier over Burke. All right, Moutier it is. We got so we got, got three hundred left over if you if you care.
1: I don't need to spend that money tonight. Dejounte Murray, Will Barton, Torian Prince, Michael Beasley, Miles Turner, Damian Lillard, Jay Crowder, and Emmanuel Moutier. And as always, go to Sportsline before lock and check out Mike's lineup.
0: And make sure you check out CBS Sports HQ. That's the last thing I will tell you. CBS Sports HQ, you can go to CbsportsHQ.com or download it on your connected device. I watch it on my Roku. You can see it on the CBS Sports app. It's awesome. So for Heath Cummings and Mike McClure, who gave us some info in his absence, I'm Adam Azer, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on the Sportsline DFS podcast.